podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Live in the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I am J.J. Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and I am joined by my lovely, lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, how's it going, buddy? Three lovelies out. I'm uh, just happy. I'm, I'm very happy right now. Yeah, I'm sure you, you watched the, 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 the baseball Right. I watched. I, I did. I watched the baseball pretty hard last night. It was, it was one of. It was. I'm living that that baseball life right now. Right. I uh, wait. What's the phrase? Uh, living that life. No, no. It's Yolo. No, it's living that. Oh yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah. The, yeah. The, that's our, shout shout out to our youngins, the right. Coleman Coleman Kelly and uh, Davis Maddox. Davis. Yeah. Yeah. But they. Uh, yeah, I'm living. I'm living that baseball life, man. It's 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 almost a dream come true for me. I'm a diehard Pirates fan. I know that I can't necessarily show that as much. I did last night though, but on my Twitter feed that I love baseball. But uh, it's it's been it's it's been uh, quite a ride. Twenty plus years uh, before you know. Last time this has happened was was 1992. So so you were like not born. I was I was almost negative years old. <laughs> yeah. I I actually uh, I enjoyed. I, uh, a recent photo I saw of you on uh, on Facebook as a oh yeah a little kid at 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 Pirates Park or wherever it was yeah. back in the day. For, fortunately, I'm still not that round. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a nice nice uh, Chubbs picture when I was like nine right. with my dad. I, I think my favorite part of that is that you're wearing a t-shirt with uh, with <laughs> na- naturally an alligator wearing yes. a baseball helmet. I don't. I really I I actually tweeted that picture out today like. Okay, so here's the deal. I can't stand bandwagon fans. Obviously, nobody nobody likes bandwagon fans. And in, in, in any city where something like what's happening in Pittsburgh right now is gonna just have tons of them. Uh, but but the picture itself, you know, because again, I'm not I'm not completely open on on Twitter and whatnot about. I mean, obviously, everyone knows that I love Pittsburgh, but I'm not super super open about talking about the Pirates all the time because uh, I mean, for for a lot of reasons, but. Um, that picture kind of solidified, solidified my fandom. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, that, that is what I grew up doing, playing baseball, going to the ballpark, going to three river stadium, now PNC park. And to see last night happen, it was really incredible. Yeah. Well, I just want you to know, I, I, uh, I blocked you on Twitter. I also reported you for spam since you were yeah. talking about baseball. I, I did lose six followers last night. Yeah. You should have lost 58. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was expecting 58 <laughs> with some of the comments I was making, but it was well worth it. It was a good time, and I am a very happy camper today. Good. It's good stuff. So uh, week four is over. That's a quarter of the season gone. Unbelievable. About a, about a quarter of the season. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's come and gone. Uh, I, a quarter of the fantasy season is definitely gone. Um, and, and, you know, I think our picks last week came around. They did pretty well. Yeah, really uh, well. In fact, I think last week was a great – week for streaming in general i mean take a look at the top the top 12 defenses tight ends and quarterbacks and you will see just just crazy names and teams jump out yeah Um, i mean yeah especially you know the only tight ends that are legitimately that are are consistent week to week are jordan cameron and 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 jimmy graham yeah yeah absolutely yeah and um 
I mean, I'm just looking at the in in my fake football column uh, for um, defensive streamers. Uh, I'm looking at last week, and you know, you have the Titans and Colts uh, both scored 22 fantasy points. Were 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 tops. Were tied for first. Um, uh, the Chiefs were next, and and remember now, the Chiefs were owned in less than half of, of yeah. leagues going into last week. I mean, that that's that's, that's changed, but they were a streaming option. Uh, Washington had 20 points. The, the, uh, the saints had 13. Um, you know that, so, I mean, it was, man, that it, it really, really showed how effective the streaming strategy and, and I know we'll get into it later, but I mean, tight ends were all over the place too. Right. Right. And, and I mean, obviously quarterbacks outside of Peyton Manning and, and sort of Drew Brees, uh, I mean, it's just, it's, crazy how much depth there is and that's obviously what everyone had talked about entering the season I don't think anyone could have predicted that Peyton Manning would have 16 touchdowns zero interceptions through four games though yeah I mean basically the uh um the quarterback uh performances uh and and uh the the kind of the the performance parity there has killed the trade market yeah for quarterbacks and I mean that 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 was easy to see coming um uh, but you know, out, really outside of of Peyton and and Breeze, um, you can't move anybody. No, you can't. And and that, but this is the thing is you know I, I think a lot of people um, misunderstand. This isn't necessarily streaming philosophy, but the strategy, the the late round quarterback strategy and whatnot, and and building on your depth to to trade for. Uh, high-end quarterbacks or maybe a high-end tight end or something like that with your depth that's fine if you do that that's that's actually part of what the strategy is all about because draft day value wise you know we're all talking about Jimmy Graham and sure Jimmy Graham has certainly uh you know lived up to his his I mean even a late first round pick at this point but obviously there's a lot of season to play but part of the reason that you know I didn't draft Jimmy Graham was because of that that equity gap and that the the opportunity cost in drafting him so but but the thing is is that now that you have so much depth, if you did follow the strategy, you can actually still acquire maybe not now, but you can acquire a, a high end tight end, a high end quarterback. Uh, but but luckily with with the later on quarterback strategy this year, you don't even have to go after a quarterback. I mean it's it's just crazy. No, yeah, I I had someone on Twitter uh, just tonight say, um, uh, you know, could I or should I trade um, Ryan for Rivers? Right. Matt Ryan for for Philip Rivers and I'm you know I I didn't really well I didn't feel strongly one way or the other because um I I really do believe that uh that that Rivers is is not that um much of a downgrade from Ryan and right. R- right now he's actually ahead of him in fantasy points I know it's a long season um but um you know this is uh you know Rivers in in this in this system um, is not Rivers in that in that ill-fitting you know Norval Turner system from from previous years. So anyway, I mean it's that the 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 market is that frozen up. It, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really amazing. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean from from our perspective, it's kind of awesome. But yeah, really. Uh, so let's just go over uh, our our picks from last week really quick. Uh, defenses you had was it the Jets, Titans, Colts, and then you mentioned the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, right. On the fake football, I wrote about the Chiefs as the as the best um, option, and then um, uh, I mentioned the the Titans, the Jets, who were uh, you know destroyed. Um, yeah, but it, I God, I 
I cannot stand when there are defensive touchdowns, and that that is a knock against your defense. Yeah, I know. I can't stand that. Yeah, that that really is unfair. Um, and uh, yeah, Be so the t- Titans too. Right? Yes, I mentioned the the Titans because um, I mean, you know, I think it's clear now that uh, they they're a real defense, especially oh, yeah. at home, and their secondary is just suffocating. Yeah. Um, they 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 should be owned in a lot of leagues right now. Yeah, totally. So that's that's good. It's three out of four, uh, right on the dot. And you and you said specifically, you know, get the Chiefs and obviously the Colts. The, basically, I mean, you're gonna we're gonna talk about the. I, actually, we'll wait because I'm assuming that we're gonna be talking about the Rams here in a second. Uh, yeah. Um, so the quarterbacks that I that I chose were Terrell Pryor, uh, Big Ben, and Cutler. Terrell Pryor uh, got zero fantasy points because he didn't play, uh, which is the. Uh, the disadvantage that we have by recording this podcast earlier in the week. Uh, but you know, if he had, let's just pretend that he would have been a QB one. Yeah. Okay. I think he finished as QB five in our, yeah. Yeah. That's what and, and I, well, he was a QB one in uh, concussion only leagues. Yeah. Right. Right. Which the fantasy hipster obviously plays in. Of course. Of course. Uh, so I'd prior and then I'd big Ben who, you know, he did turn the ball over a couple of times, but he still, he had 383 yards against that miserable Viking secondary he threw a touchdown. Um, you know, it was a good day. He finished as a QB 15, uh, which, you know, considering uh, there were guys like Brian Hoyer, Jake Locker, and Matt Castle ahead of him, yeah. that just shows you that, you know, you're getting a, a decent uh, a decent start with that kind of uh, production. Yeah. I have to give it to people who, who uh, started Matt Castle. And I know that they are out there. In fact, I, I saw some of them on Twitter on Sunday. Um I don't know what you saw in that matchup and I don't know what you saw in Matt Castle's past that made you think that he was a legit guy. Maybe you're in like 18, an 18 team league, but man, I mean, what a, what, what a, what a, what a, just a crazy play that worked out. And I mean, he finished as a top 10 guy. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was big play after big play for him. I mean, in the, in the first half, he, I think he completed like eight passes or something, and but he had like two hundred yards passing. Like it was, it was just insane. Uh, and that's 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 the Steelers season in a nutshell. Right. There was a there was a play actually where I don't know if you saw this or not. It was at the end of the sec- at the end of, at the end of the second quarter. Uh, Castle was strip sacked, and the ball was then instead of the Steelers falling on to recover it and getting their first takeaway of the season, they, they still have not gotten a takeaway. That's un- I mean, they, it's unreal. I mean, from my perspective, it's the worst thing in America, but, <laughs> but, but uh, when, when the ball went free, uh, they were all kind of Steelers, you know, trying to jump on it. It got kicked and it got kicked. It was a third down. It got kicked and they got a first down because they recovered. Oh, I did not see that. That's- so they, so not only, not only did they, om- did the Steelers almost get, have a fumble recovery, but the ball was kicked, and the the Vikings, because of that, converted on third down. Wow, yeah. So that's that's just the Steelers' season in a nutshell. Uh, but but I was I was surprised too because the secondary is is not. I mean, it's it's older it, for the Steelers, and and Cort, Cortez Allen, the number two corner on the Steelers, is coming back from injury. But I really thought that they would play a lot better than they did uh, in London. Yeah, I can I can say with all honesty that I had the Steelers in like on like three or four daily teams. Yeah, because they were yeah. so cheap, and they're playing yeah. Matt Castle. You know, I mean, I'm just so used to streaming against Matt Castle, yeah. um, uh, that I was like, yeah, you know what can go wrong? I mean, five minutes into that game, you know, Greg Jennings is is you know, somehow sprinting through the sprinting through the uh, the the slow secondary of the Steelers, and 
I was like, well, all right, I lost that one. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I lost it too, mentally and f- physically as well. <laughs> Did you? You lost control of your bells. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was difficult. Uh, the other, the other guy was Jay Cutler, who got some garbage time at the end of the game uh, against the Lions. I didn't expect that game to go uh, to be as lopsided as it was. Uh, but Cutler got some garbage time and was oh. a- e- able to escape as a QB thirteen. So he, like Ben, uh, he was also a, a great start if you were looking for a guy off the wire yeah he was he was headed for qb Disaster. 30 status yeah I mean, oh yeah wow that first half was horrendous and, and that's what you get with that's what you get with cutler yeah and and the reason i know is because i started him in like in like two redraft <laughs> leagues and I, at halftime he had like one point negative one point i was like oh this is yeah this is awesome and then he ended up you know like you say qb 13 so yeah, but that's that's the thing too. I mean, the Lions are playing great right now, and and their offense. There was an article written on Number Fire today by one of our new guys, and he uh, he he pointed out how balanced that offense is now, and that is why they're they've been Matthew Stafford is not even close to on pace attempts wise as to what he's he's done in the past, but fantasy wise, he's doing just as well as he has in the past, oh, and and yeah. it's it's just to show that I mean, it, part of it's Reggie Bush and, and Joyke Bell, but. Uh, a lot of it is just him being much more efficient with the football, and that's that's important for that offense. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's it's quality of opportunity, not just quantity. And and as much as we love to see a guy throw 727 times like he did in, in 2012, uh, you know, so many of those throws were just, you know, the the worst quality throws to the worst receivers that, that were in the league, really, you know, yeah. Chris Durham types. He's throwing, you know, 50 passes against really good secondaries late in the season. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to see it. Yeah, me too. As, as much, uh, as, as kind of, uh, and he's kind of an eyesore when you're watching him, but just his mechanics are so bizarre, but I mean, it works. They're, they're three and one and they're, they're looking pretty good. Um, and then our, our, t- we only did two tight ends last week cause it was just a weird week. Again, we didn't want to push the wrong agenda in terms of, of some of the tight ends that we were going to pick. Uh, so we went with Kobe Fleener who obviously, I think he had like six receptions for seventy some yards and a score. Yeah. Um. And now he's going to be. I don't know if he's a streaming option anymore. I think he's going to be. I think he probably is owned in upwards of eighty percent of leagues now, right? Yeah. You would think. I I, I think it's three quarters right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And then the other guy was was Heath Miller, who you know we targeted because the Vikings defense had given up six touchdowns to uh, opponents through the first three weeks of the season, uh, and we targeted Heath Miller, and he. He had a nice day. It's six receptions for seventy yards, and I can I can tell you. I mean, I watched the whole game. Obviously, he was targeted a couple times in the end zone yeah. as well, so it could have been an even better game for him. I know. Yeah, he actually they split him out against a really they small did. cornerback, and uh, and, and a bad pass. Roethlisberger overthrew him, but um, you know, I mean, look, I had him in a PPR league, and what what is that? That's thirteen points. Yeah, he was a, he was a you know he was a tight end thirteen. The only reason I know that. Is because I had a long, long <laughs> Twitter Twitter discussion with someone today about Heath Miller because the guy told me essentially that I was an idiot for promoting him as as a potential tight end one in fantasy last week. Uh, but you know, I, I went. I, I he he had messaged me back, and then we went back and forth a little bit today. What I want to just say about that really quick is when we're pinpointing these tight ends. Uh, we're not saying just because there's been six tight end touchdowns that that Heath Miller is going to score a touchdown. We're we're playing odds. Right. We're playing this from a from a poker perspective, if you will. I mean, what we're doing is we're looking at these matchups and we're looking for trends. So 
you know, w- with regards to, to Heath Miller, he's he's clearly a red zone target on, on a Steelers team that doesn't have any other red zone targets. Mm-hmm. And he's playing a, a, a Vikings team that, regardless of how they were scored, I don't care how they were scored, they've given up six tight end touchdowns mm-hmm. in three games. And, and that alone screams opportunity. And that's why we pinpointed Heath Miller. And if you started Heath Miller, you did not lose in any sort of advantage at the tight end position this week. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I, I, I scored 13 points with him in a PPR league where I, where I started him and I felt great about it. I, um, you know, I, he's, he's a, he's a waiver wire option and, and really it all comes down. The difference with these streaming guys and, and really with anybody is, is a touchdown, you know, uh, exactly, if, if, exactly. Mil- if Miller catches one that, you know, that, that, that throw to the end zone, then he's a, he's a top five tight end just instantly. Right. That, that's part of the reason. I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons I think that you, uh, you can stream tight ends, even though they're so volatile is because even if you miss it, it, you're not really losing a huge advantage because tight ends just don't score as much as, as other positions in fantasy. Right. You know, outside of, of Cameron and Graham, these, these newfound unicorns. Yes, right, right. It's this new species out there. It's insane. It really is. Um, so that's it. We uh, we did pretty good last week. Uh, so so let's move on to week five. All right. All right. Tell us your streaming defenses this week, Dennis. <laughs> I will. Uh, the obvious one uh, is uh, the Rams, uh, who play the Jaguars in St. Oh, Louis. Yeah. Um you know, I mean, I'm not going to spend a ton of time telling you how bad the Jaguars' offense is. Beyond telling you this, they've scored, they, they've averaged now 5.8 points per game on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, that's bad. That's really quite bad. And what, now this is a real a real-life streaming option here because the Rams' defense is just horrendous. I mean... Um, we saw how their secondary just got pushed around by the 49ers last week. Um, they're, they're being shredded uh, by by running backs, 133 and a half rushing yards per game. That's what they're giving up. Yeah, and they and they've given up for over 400 the last two weeks. Oh, yeah, just, unbelievable. I mean, you, you, if you saw and now the 49ers created uh, you know truck lanes for, for yeah. Frank Gore and 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 this is a, an offensive line. That for the first three weeks of the season, uh, by anyone's standard, was really not living up to their reputation. I mean, right, they were right. not opening up those gaping holes for Gore, and um, and they just they just crushed that Rams front seven. So anyway, what I'm saying is, uh, when you know when you stream defenses, sometimes you have to go with a really bad option, or a really like objectively bad option. Uh, but um, it really doesn't matter um, that uh, that the Rams are this bad. Uh, the turnovers are are going to are going to come, and uh, I think that they're a great option for this week. Yeah, the the one thing too with the with the Rams, I, I was looking today. Uh, every defense that's that's played against them this year so far has has gotten double digit standard defensive special team scores. Yes. So you have that, and then you've had two defensive touchdowns that have played against them, including one last week with the Colts. So. Clearly, the Rams are the are the team to stream this yeah, week. Absolutely, and and uh, you know, it, when in doubt, just let let Blaine Gabbert wash over you, yes. streamer. Um, uh, beyond them, I'll just go down the list real quick. Uh, you know, the 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 Chiefs are still out there in some leagues, so go ahead and get them because you can use them as an every week option, pretty much. They play at Tennessee this week, uh, and uh, the the you know, what do they call them? The Ginger General or something. 
uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is that his nickname? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe I just made that up. Another red rifle with with uh, Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton. I don't know. Some yeah. uh, some some offensive red haired uh, name. Um, yeah. Well, so, nobody likes gingers, anyways. Oh, oh man, You're... I'm kidding. I love gingers. <laughs> I don't believe you. Um, uh, and then uh, the the Panthers, which I had to say, I I I don't think I've ever seen anyone, uh, or um, I don't think I've ever seen so many questions about one team, uh, one streaming defense as I have about the Panthers this week. I mean, huh. people want to play the Panthers. They want to use them against the Cardinals so bad. And I can't blame you. You know, they're actually a really good option. There, uh, the Panthers are allowing 93 yards, uh, rushing yards per game against uh, the Cardinals, who have not logged 100 rushing yards in a game yet. Um, so bad. Yeah, their 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 running game is so so bad. And so that's going to force uh, Old Man Palmer to the air, which is actually really great for opposing defenses this year. Yeah. Um, uh, especially uh, the Panthers are only allowing 223 passing yards um, per game. So it's not like, you know, Palmer's going to be forced to the air against a secondary that's being, you know, gouged by quarterbacks and receivers. Do, does I think that we've talked about this before, but, I mean, perhaps someone's thinking this as well. Uh, how much stock do you put into it being an away game? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't love uh, – I've, I've backed off of – streaming defenses because they're away um, right uh and but th- this one i don't think it'll be that big of a uh of a difference but i i would say this i i would have the panthers like as a top three option if they were at home yeah okay that's i, I just you know i i feel the same way because i was looking at them in daily leagues and they're a little bit cheaper than mm-hmm. some of the other options out there but then they're away yeah. so i mean all of that has to factor in a bit but that's good to know yeah and and finally uh the Falcons, who actually have yes. really bad defense, but again, just like the Rams, they play a team that's just hemorrhaging turnovers right now. They play the Jets in Atlanta um, in, in Week Five. Um, the, uh, the 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 Jets have committed twelve turnovers, um, eight interceptions, and four fumbles. They lead the AFC in you know in that nice category there. Um, yeah. So it really doesn't you know it really doesn't matter to me that the the Falcons, you know, pass coverage is ranked 26th on Pro Football Focus. Their pass rush, pass rush is ranked 26th. Um, you know that those things don't matter as much when you have a rookie quarterback just slinging it everywhere um, and committing turnover after turnover. So I, I actually think that the Falcons are a bigger upside play than the Rams. You know, yeah. I think the Rams are a safer, a safer like 10, 11 points, but I think the Falcons are. Are, are the option that could kind of go berserk uh, yeah. this this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. And, and the, the Jets are hurting uh, at wide receiver as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, exactly. So so, so this, I had the Falcons, uh, <laughs> Falcons Rams, uh, Chiefs, and Panthers. Nice. Love it. All, all very good options this week. Uh, so I'll move on to the quarterbacks. I, I, I will say this. I think it's a very tough week for quarterback streaming simply because we're getting to a point in the season where there is such a surplus uh, in quarterback talent and, and use, usable pieces, I guess I would say, yeah. uh, that, that it's, it's become difficult to just pinpoint a guy that is clearly not owned in every league. Or, you know, it, it's, it's just, it becomes harder and harder when their, their percentage owned is like hovering that 60 to 70% range. Right. So, you know, I, you know, while some of these guys I might mention, 
you're gonna say, oh, but he's not owned or he's already owned in my league. I, I understand. It's just, <laughs> it, it, it's just, it's almost impossible because everyone is just hoarding quarterbacks because all of them are usable right now. Right. So, and and that's fine because I'm sure that you're one of them hoarding it, uh, hoarding them as well. Uh, and you might have three on your team, which is probably dumb to begin with. But right. Um, yeah. And you, I, you you can kind of rotate them around. I think that when. When, when people say, oh, you know, are, are you kidding me? Why would you recommend that person when they're owned in 55% of leagues? Well, I mean, you know, that means that half the people who we interact with on Twitter on a daily basis have probably have that option on their waiver wire. So right, it's right. worth it's definitely worth worth mentioning. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, you have to feel out the way that your league uh, is kind of handling things from a transaction perspective. And there are times, you know, usually if, if, a, if a player – that is owned in 40% of most leagues. If, if that player is owned in, in, in most of your leagues, it's probably because your, your leagues are, are deeper or there's a bigger bench or, or something of that sort. But when that's the case, you might have other quarterback options on your own team that you, you're able to kind of play by matchup. Yeah, right. So, uh, so my first guy, I, I don't want to jinx it again, but I'm going to go with Terrell Pryor. I think this is a, is a very, very obvious um, streaming play this week. And he, he's a, he's a daily fantasy guy that you should target. Um, he's got a, he's got a great matchup against a, a Chargers secondary that's allowed 340. Oh, excuse me. I don't, I was like, I was like about to cry or something. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I thought you were like, choking for a second. I, I was, I kind of was, but then like, it sounded like I was going to cry. Yeah. You're getting really emotional with this pirate. I know it's it's been it's been quite a ride. Did I tell you that the Pirates beat the Reds last night? They oh they did. See, I I, I missed that on your Twitter feed. Yeah, and littered all over my Facebook wall. Uh-huh. Uh So the a Chargers secondary that's allowed three hundred and forty six, four hundred and twenty eight, two hundred ninety nine, and two hundred forty four yards through the air, including an average of two passing touchdowns per game. Uh, so I mean, they're I believe they're they're thirty second in the league. Uh fantasy points-wise, giving up fantasy points to, to opposing quarterbacks. And uh, Terrell Pryor, ladies and gentlemen, is still only owned in 23% of ESPN leagues. And oh, I, how? I, I, know, I know that, you know, the, the number is probably lower than because there are a lot of inactive leagues or guys who just drafted a team and just didn't touch it. And, and Terrell Pryor wasn't a, a draftable uh, player, really, at the beginning of the season in any standard league. So... I, you know, I kind of understand why that number is that low, but it's probably not any higher than forty percent. So, you know, he's still out there, guys. So, so pick him up if you if if he if he is out there. Uh, I don't know. I don't. You know, if you've been listening to us, I don't know how you haven't picked him up yet because we've been we've been touting him quite a bit. So much touting. So much. Um, and then actually, his opponent uh, in that game, Philip Rivers, and again, he's owned in in a lot of leagues, but. One fifth of you listening to this uh, could still get Philip Rivers, so I'm throwing this out there, uh, not only as a this week play, but um, he he's had uh, he's had already uh, three twenty three plus fantasy point performances. Mm. Th- just just let that sink in. Philip Rivers has had three twenty three plus point fantasy performances. That's unbelievable, and he gets Oakland this week. Indy next week, then Jacksonville, and then they get a bye, and then he gets Washington. Oh, I mean, man. wow! It, it's it's really it's it's a it's honestly you might feel like you're buying him uh, high right now, but there's an opportunity there yeah. that he's gonna. I mean, he's he's gonna keep this up. Yeah, I mean, right now he's um, QB 
seven. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely up there. Uh, he's oh four. Yeah, there. I think it's it's uh, Manning, Breeze, and then who would the third guy uh, be? Uh, Vic. Uh, Vic, uh, right, right. Vic is uh, just a, a two points ahead of him. Yeah. So you got. I mean, Mike McCoy is doing work over there in San Diego, and and you gotta you gotta read the benefits right now. Before I don't know if their schedule gets much much tougher, but I know that's where kind of the line was drawn from from me looking at their schedule uh, in terms of of his potential. Yeah, um, I'm a believer. And then the last guy, you kind of mentioned it uh, earlier, Denny, but Atlanta's pass defense is not very good. Their, their, their defense in general is not very good. This is a very deep play, but I'm going to say Geno Smith. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, the, the Atlanta defense ranks 25th against quarterbacks this year in terms of fantasy production. There could be opportunity for Geno to get some garbage time in that game. I think it's in Atlanta as well. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, he's a very risky play given what happened last week and in the fact that he doesn't have any receivers this week. Uh, but, but I think that he has an opportunity to be a middle of the road QB too, by just kind of, uh, you know, he might see a high volume of passes this week against Atlanta and Atlanta team. That's, that's really not that good defensively. Right. Um, and, uh, just a pointer for, for daily gamers out there. If, uh, if Stephen Hill sits, uh, and you know, San Antonio Holmes is out play Jeremy Curley. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Definitely. So there you go. Um, you know, there, there's other guys too. Like I, I love Sam Bradford against the Jags. I don't know how you can't, uh, even though he's he's literally made a living in fantasy off of volume. Yeah. They they have the the, the Rams have the highest pass to run ratio in the league right now, uh, and which is insane to think about. Uh, but that's what happens whenever you have that bad of uh, offensive line play plus that bad of running back play. Yeah. I mean they're. I think in this case, I really do think it's a combination of the two. Typically, I can just blame offensive line, uh, like like Jacksonville, because I think Maurice Jones-Drew is still a solid running back. But uh, I mean, it's it's the the Rams are are slowly becoming a potential disaster. Yeah, I've I've never seen a guy uh, take five take so many five step drops to throw four yard passes yeah like Bradford what is going on with that I don't know he he really he really did not develop uh the way that a lot of people wanted him to and I think people got overly excited that we during that week one game about him about Jared Cook and then now we're realizing that maybe that those were just two really bad teams in Arizona and St. Louis playing against each other yeah and and and, I mean I I think that that is the case right uh hey uh, real quick how, how do you feel about Brian Hoyer this week I don't, I don't, well, actually, that's a, that's a good thing to talk about because we got questions on Twitter about Thursday night games and whether or not we would play them or not. I, I would feel a lot more confident about Hoyer as a, he would, let's say this, he would have been my deeper play because I usually try to throw one of those deeper plays into this podcast all the time. He would have been my Geno Smith this week, if not for playing on Thursday night. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, that's, that's the reason that I'm shying away from him, but he, he has opportunity for sure against a, a beat up Bills secondary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I I um, was taking a look at four for four's uh, schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed. Yeah. Which um, I, I think are a little more reliable than just than just uh, raw fantasy points allowed. And um, uh, Buffalo uh, Buffalo is giving up thirty five schedule adjusted fantasy points per game to receivers. Yeah. Um it's not that bad with quarterbacks but um just just the fact that I think that he, you know obviously Hoyer has a really great rapport with 
Josh Gordon and uh, Jordan Cameron um, that he could kind of avoid those Thursday night blues. And maybe that's just me wanting him to because I have him actually going in a couple leagues. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the, the the matchup is clearly there. I just think, uh, you know, we've we've seen it happen so many times where we have these these gorgeous matchups like like Alex Smith against the Eagles and then. Uh, on Thursday night, and we're, and it's just like what, like what is happening? This is this is the sloppiest football I've ever watched in my life, and and I'm watching an 0 4 Steelers team this year. Right. Well, our boy, uh, our boy Sal from uh, XN Sports, uh, yes, a, a, a did a great um, is doing is writing a great series, uh, looking at um, Thursday night fantasy performances. Uh, over the years and 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 seeing you know just is there anything to the theory that you know quarterbacks don't perform uh up to par on thursday night or defenses or tight ends i i really recommend you guys check it out and um the the short answer to what jj was saying about you know quarterbacks with great matchups on thursday nights kind of crap in the bed um it's true <laughs> so yeah yeah I mean, uh, it, it can clearly happen. I think part of part of my hesitation is that uh, we're not dealing with a an experienced quarterback. We're not dealing with an elite quarterback, uh, which is you know another reason. Although, you know, on the flip side, Brian Hoyer also seemed like he was picked up off the street whenever he played his, his first game against the Vikings, and he dominated. So yeah, I mean that was against the Vikings, but this is against the Bills. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe short rest is good for Brian Hoyer because everything is backwards with Brian Hoyer. It really is. It's tough to figure that guy out, except for that he's going to throw it a lot, and I like yeah. really like that about him. Yeah, I was excited too. You know, I was I was looking at daily leagues and stuff, and I think I even messaged you. I was like, dude, Deshaun Jackson and Josh Gordon, and and then I the more I thought about, it, I mean, I'm still going to play Deshaun a lot, but. Josh Gordon, just the allure is not nearly uh, as there for me uh, now that now now that I realized after I realized that I was like crap, Cleveland's playing on Thursday night. I know, I know. Well, well, you know, with Gordon, you know, I mean, just like with with uh, Jackson, uh, you know, one one deep ball, um, yeah. and 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 it's and he's he, worth it. Yeah, and he cashes in, and you cash in, um, yeah. but uh, but you know, I, I think he, actually I, I I saw this stat. I found this stat the other day. Uh, no tight end has been targeted more than Jordan Cameron since Hoyer took over, and, and no receiver has been t- targeted more than Josh Gordon since Hoyer took yeah. over. So he, yeah. he knows where his proverbial bread is buttered for sure. Yes, yes, exactly. All right, well let's uh, let's move into the tight ends this week. Again, we're not going to just throw guys out there just just for the sake of throwing them out there. Uh, but but we'll we'll hopefully. Uh, get you some guys that you can pick up off your off your waiver wire and kind of plug in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just I'll say the one guy that we shared, uh, Denny, and then you can add on to uh, you know some of the the numbers and whatnot. But the the first guy that that should be owned, you know, in, in all leagues is Charles Clay. He's still only owned in twenty percent of ESPN leagues right now. Um, and and again, th- this is it might be more like forty percent of active leagues, but still, I mean, the guy. He's averaging five catches a game right now, and, and he's he's one of the few tight ends out there uh, that that has kind of a high floor, uh, and that that's kind of what I like about Clay. I mean, he's not. I wouldn't say that he has an insane ceiling just the, because of the of, of his role, and he kind of he he sees shorter passes. He's not he's he's not a, a huge guy like Jordan Cameron, but 
Uh, at the same time, I, I love I, I love that kind of fantasy player at such a, a volatile position. Oh yeah, no, I I really do, and and I was actually wondering if his production is sustainable. I don't think it's 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 sustainable to a a top ten you know point right. where where he is right. He's actually a top ten tight end after four weeks. Uh, but I do think that it's it's sustainable in that maybe top 13, 14, 15 area because um, he's through through a month he has drawn more targets than all but nine tight ends, um, and um, you know I looked at his uh, fantasy points per route run, um, and uh, he, it's 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 stayed high you know through four weeks it's uh, he's scoring point three one points per route run which. Uh, basically would put him at about nine points per game on average yeah. um that you know that's a that i i think that's fantastic um it, uh, unless you have you know one of the really elite guys so i'm 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 all in on clay and his yeah. his, his matchup against the ravens this weekend is not good but right. i think that i think that he can still he can still post post a decent line it's kind of like a, I would say, a little bit more upside version of Jermaine Gresham. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so who's another guy that you were targeting off the wire? Well, in my uh, morning of Dennis Pitta, um, I've <laughs> I've turned to, to, to Dallas Clark, and I know I, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit while I said yeah. that. There's vomit all over my desk. <laughs> so, sorry about that. Um, don't cry again, okay? Uh, so uh clark uh is incredibly inefficient um through four games um but he's he's running a lot of pass routes in an offense that's passing it a lot and um and the dolphins the ravens play this week are really awful at defending tight ends and i think you saw some of that with graham i mean graham is a is a different kind of species there but um uh, i just i have a couple stats here um they're giving up uh, 16. The Dolphins are giving up 16.3 uh, points, fantasy points per game to tight ends. That's that's a ton. Um, uh, six touchdowns they've allowed to tight ends, um, including what Graham's three on Monday night. Two. He had two on two. Monday. Two. Okay. Uh, and then um, uh, I, I looked at uh, Pro Football Focus to get an idea of you know what what exactly is the is the issue with um with you know the, the the people covering tight ends for the dolphins and it kind of jumped out at me that um uh Rashad Jones uh for the dolphins is ranked 85th in coverage he's a safety Ooh. and that's that's even below um the eagles safety Patrick Chung who is oh God. really quite awful so yeah um so Jones is awful and and uh the linebacker for the dolphins uh Koamisi is yeah. uh bottom 10 uh, in uh, in in coverage, so according to PFF, so there's a reason you know that that they that they're struggling, and I think you know Clark could take advantage of that. I think he's more of a desperation play, but um, you know, like a 14 team league, I think that um, you could do a lot worse off the waiver uh, wire. I was I was really hoping uh, from more or four more from ed dixon my gosh my gosh that was easily 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 one of the biggest misses i had this year i mean i i I thought that he was gonna put up i like i you know i didn't think that he was gonna be a top five tight end but i thought that he was gonna put up low end tight end one numbers right 
Right. I, I guess it just goes to show, and and sometimes we just need reminders of this. And I was all in too for 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 a time, but um, that you know, opportunity doesn't completely um, cover up you know talent uh, yep. or, or talent deficiency. Yep, absolutely. And so you know, he's had an opportunity, but man, he's bad. So, <laughs> yes. um, so I'm going with Clark, and then my second guy. Uh, and I'm serious about this. I'm not joking. <laughs> is uh, Sean McGrath tight end? Laugh track. <laughs> and um, and uh, yeah. So uh, for those of you, for the uninitiated, he plays for the Chiefs. <laughs> and He's on the Chiefs. Um, and uh, and he sports a um, a beard rem- reminiscent of um, Michael Myers from the most recent Halloween movie. Nice. Um, so that's a little shout out to my favorite movie series and you guys should see that beard cause it's awesome. Better than JJ's after two days of growing it out. Yeah. Um, and anyway, uh, uh, McGrath has, has done pretty well in the dink and dunk offense that Alex Smith presides over. Um, and, uh, let's see, uh, his, um, fantasy points per route run, um, dictates that he would average about six and a half fantasy points per game so again i mean this is not um this is not this is not a a guy like heath miller or kobe fleener from last week where where i would where i would put them in you know top 12 status um right but i think i have him ranked 16th this week um and uh against the the titans it's it's not an awful matchup in fact the titans safeties are just beyond terrible in coverage according to pff um, Bernard Pollard is ranked 82nd in pass wow. coverage. I, I didn't know there were 82 safeties to rank. No. Um, so uh, anyway, he's be, he's become a red zone target for Alex Smith, and you know Smith is not going to throw it outside the hash marks. So you might as well you know bank on that if you can. Yeah, I love it. Uh, the other guy that I just wanted to mention was uh, Kellen Winslow, and this is not necessarily because of the matchup, but. Um, you know, he, had, he did have six catches for 73 yards against the Titans last week. Uh, Atlanta, like I said, Atlanta's kind of middle of the road defending tight ends, but Santonio Holmes and Stephen Hill are both not likely to play. Uh, so by process of elimination, targets-wise, uh, I think that Winslow could be an interesting play this week. Uh, again, not maybe more of that high-end tight end two rather than in that tight end one range, but uh, still, still worthwhile to, to take a look at. And I think that Kellen Winslow's ninety fourth birthday is this weekend. Yeah, right. I'm actually going to it, but oh, are you nice? You got the invite. I think mine might have gotten lost. Yeah, in got a lot. Well, he what he did is he saw that you were tweeting about baseball. Oh, okay. And okay. So he blocked you and reported you on Twitter, like everybody should have. Yeah, yeah. I am. I'm <laughs> sure that I got a lot of people reporting me for spam yesterday. <laughs> I'm sure it happened. Indeed. Um, so those are our those are our picks. You got Kellen Winslow, Charles Clay. McGrath and who was in uh, Dallas Clark, and then at quarterback we have Terrell Pryor, Philip Rivers, and Geno Smith. Would be Brian Hoyer if he was playing on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and then on defense we have the Panthers, the Rams, and I mean the Chiefs still as well, and the Falcons. Right. Boom. Yep. Boom. Awesome. Um, uh. Go ahead. What were you I have to say that, that that late, late, late game, the Chargers Raiders, which starts at um, you know four a.m. Tokyo time. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't even know what that means, but um, eleven thirty-five Eastern time. 
Yeah. Is that it's, right? It's crazy. Yeah. I, at first, I thought it was a.m. <laughs> when it when it came out, and I'm like, why are they playing at 8 a.m.? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, 11.35 Eastern Time. Uh, uh, that could actually be a really fun game, I think. Uh, yeah. Fa- I think it's – yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree. A lot of a lot of sleepers there. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I I might I might try to stay up for that for at least like the first half before my old man bones get tired and I. Have to <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll try as well. Um, oh, you're a youngin. Come on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um. So before we get into our rants, we have a little bit of time. Last time that we did have a little bit of time. We just kind of, we just kind of went everywhere and we just started just freestyling. We, but did. we had no agenda. I don't know what to say when there's no agenda. We we, had, we didn't, but we just talked for 15 minutes about fantasy football. Um, but, but instead of, instead of doing that again, uh, I, I asked the Twitter world, uh, to, to send us some questions. So, you know, we'll, we'll just go through it quickly. We don't have to spend a lot of time on these questions. I want to get through as many of them as possible. Uh, so, you know, quick answers, it's fine. But that's just kind of the way that we're going to do this. Okay. So, first guy we have, Randy Jalisco, Jil- or Randy J. Alisco. This is my least favorite part of this, by the way, is trying it's to so freaking... so difficult, I know. Oh, my gosh, it's so insane. So, we have... Or, so, this guy's name is Ryan, though, even though his Twitter handle says Randy. He said, safer plug-and-play rest of season, Clay or Fleener, is it a push? Denny, do you have an opinion? Because I have a strong one. Player, wait, player. Clay, Clay or Fleener, rest of season. Uh, it's Fleener. Yeah, it's easily Fleener. All right. Uh, the, um, the next guy said, "Can you sign up for an email list for your defense streaming?" Um, I don't know what that means. What? The, <laughs> the, the, the next guy. <laughs> can we get? Wait, can we? Can you repeat that? Can you sign up for an email list for your defense streaming? Oh, I wish people. I wish more people wanted that. I would totally do that. We're I'm- gonna start it. We should just start a database, and all we're gonna do is send an email out, plain text. Like, <laughs> very, just, just we're just gonna have the defenses listed. Right, uh, uh, and we'll charge nine ninety nine to access that plain text. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. All right, yeah, let's do that. Um. So, uh, this James Van Horn at JVH nine two eight. Uh, he asked us about Thursday night football, which we already kind of talked about. Um, so he said, "This is interesting, though. Would you start Hoyer uh, on Thursday or Cutler against an, a very improved Saints defense?" You know, oh, go ahead, go. You go first. Oh man, I think I'd I think I'd roll the dice with Cutler. It's in Chicago, I believe, and you know, I, again, I, I'm not a I'm not big on the Thursday night quarterbacks. Yeah, I I face this very dilemma in one of my most important one of you know one of my main leagues, um, yeah. redraft leagues or no I'm sorry it's a keeper league but um, I have Cutler I have Hoyer and I really after seeing you know after seeing Cutler for four weeks um, after seeing that the only time that he really posted a, a good line was in just total garbage time where he was throwing it everywhere. Um, I, I think I'm leaning Hoyer for now. Nice. And so basically we didn't help James Van Horn at all. It, it, I'm sorry, Van Horn. <laughs> I love, I love Keith by the way, but. Oh, oh, Keith Van Horn, man. Nice, nice name drop. See, I know, I know stuff about sports. <laughs> that was so awesome. That was a great, name. that was great. Um, all right, let's get to the next one. Shane Dennis at Shane Dennis 37. D Moore, Denarius, I'm assuming, or Hakeem Nix. Oh. 
well, I might... So the, the, both playing horrible secondary. Yeah, and you know, I I have to go with Knicks. Yeah, me too. Knicks is... I think the Giants offense might blow up this week. Yeah, I mean, my boy, uh, I don't even want to say... He who shall not be named... Yes. Uh, might, this is weak. Might have a, a nice little week, but I'm not even going to talk about it. Well, well, let's talk about it, because uh, one of the questions is from Ryan T. Pierce... At Larchmont underscore iron. <laughs> <laughs> no idea how these people come up with this stuff. Uh, best flex. Josh Gordon, Eddie Lacy, David Wilson. Thanks, guys. I I don't know if I would go with he who shall not be named there. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I'd go with Eddie Lacy, I think, there. Yeah, I would go with Gordon. Nice. Okay, we, All right. So, I think we're pretty far apart on the Browns situation right now. We are. We are. But, but I mean... Literally, I mean, the, the Browns have so much upside this week that I totally understand if you're if you're going for for a guy like Gordon. I'm going with with Lacey because I like their matchup. Number one, uh, the the Lions defense they they cannot stop the run. Uh, but not only that, but I think that he comes back strong. I'm not really buying into the whole timeshare thing. Uh, I think that he'll still get some some. I hope you're good, right. Good volume. I hope you're right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Thoughts on Rashad Jennings. This is from, from our, our buddy pacing Pete, uh, thoughts on, uh, Rashad Jennings and his value with DMC having his early yearly injury. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously Jennings, as he notes, couldn't get it together in Jacksonville. Do you trust him in Oakland? Right. Uh, I'll say, I'll go first and I'll say no. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have to be pretty desperate. I, I, I was thinking of Jennings more as a daily play. Exactly, um, exactly. You know, because I just don't know how you could be that hard up for running backs in a in a in a re, in a, like a ten or twelve team redraft. Um, uh, Jennings, I'm, and I, I didn't really uh, think about him as a as a legit uh, daily option until. I saw that Jonathan Bales, um, who is who actually wrote the book on daily fantasy, yeah. um, and you guys should read it, uh, projected uh, Jennings for thirteen point four fantasy points this week against the Chargers. So, yeah. I I trust I really trust Bales's projections, and um, uh, I I think he I, I I'm going to own him a lot in daily, but I don't know if I'd play him in redraft. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I he's he's a great from a value perspective. He's great in daily leagues. I just think you'll have other options, better options. Yeah. Um. Let's see. This is from at Adam underscore Capo. Uh. At his name's Adam Cap. Uh. Do you like Le'Veon Bell or David Wilson rest of season? Uh. Well, Bell for me, be, just just because of kind of the guaranteed opportunity. I mean, if if they're going to use him as much as they did in his first game you know, his first game, then, yeah, yeah. uh, then I, I can't see them, you know, suddenly not going to him as, um, as an every down back. And for Wilson, I have to, I have to see him do it. I have to see him get, you know, 15, 18 touches in a game before I can say that this guy's an every week starter. Yeah. I was really surprised by how much the Steelers use Le'Veon Bell this past week. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and he actually, he looked he looked the part. He looked pretty good, uh, and I, I would say Bell as well. Um, and speaking of Le'Veon Bell, uh, Mr. Trent Anderson at Cletus McCain. <laughs> <laughs> I think I voted for Cletus McCain. I'm so glad I didn't say Cletus. Oh, jeez. Uh, he says, "What is uh, Le'Veon Bell's ceiling, and what would you give for him?" So I'll I'll go first. I think that he has a fairly high ceiling rest of season, but. 
Um, I, you know, I'd I'd say more along the lines of a high end RB two would be his ceiling. Uh, but I think that he also has given, like we just said, given his volume, he has a a fairly high floor. Uh, so you know, if he stays healthy, that is. So uh, and what what I would give for him, uh, I think that we just you know kind of talked about it. It's a little bit above David Wilson, uh, maybe a little bit below or at Lamar Miller. Does that sound right? It does. I mean, I I actually would want Bell over Miller rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, I think I would too. Um, maybe I'm. I don't know. I feel like like probably I'm I'm a little higher on on Bell than most. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely above Wilson. I'm trying to think. I I, I think that uh, his his ceiling is probably low end RB one. I I actually, yeah, you know, for the, for the rest of the season. I, and I know that doesn't make us very far apart because you said right, high right. RB two. But um, so I I would have to get a really good offer. Yeah, to part I like with it. Him. Like it. Um, Johnny Moss the the third. Uh, his his Twitter handle is at skipmoss three. Oh, I have that guy. I, I have I have luck, but should I pick up Pryor to play this week? I'm going to instantly say yes. Yes, I have I have Pryor eight spots higher in my rankings. Yeah, week. you gotta you gotta do that. And obviously, I'll, actually, I'm gonna be ranting about uh, the way that question was was phrased here in a second. Okay. Uh, uh, we got a guy uh, at snark bavero. Yeah, right. Uh, I know that guy. Yeah, uh, he's got a he's got a fugly wide receiver wide receiver two sitch this week. So pick one: Miles Austin if he's healthy in a Denver shootout, T. Y. Hilton against Seattle, Ruben Randall and Philly. I'm not. I mean, I would not start. I would not put Ruben Randall. No. And I, I, I yeah. I, that that situation just sucks. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to find Randall's targets. I don't think he's been targeted a whole hell of a lot uh uh 23 targets through yeah. four games four games it's that's that's very spotty so um we're still waiting for the Knicks injury there I think and yeah, um right. out of those uh I mean if 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 Miles Austin is healthy and playing I think you I, start him. I think I'm going with him yeah I'm with you and then I think your backup plan is just uh, T.Y. Hilton, and you hope and pray he gets like a deep ball or something. Yeah, I mean that that offense. I just I don't that that offense won't make anyone outside of Reggie Wayne uh, a, a really consistent, reliable fantasy option week in and week out. Yeah. Um, another guy that that uh, often asks questions is Leo Kaliski at Leo Kaliski. He said trade value for people who own both Cameron and Gronk, and which. Which one of those guys would you trade, and, and for what value? Oh my gosh, that's that, yeah. I, I mean, to me, I think that that's a situation that you just have to feel out. I mean, if I own both of them and I can only start one of them, I'm trading one of them. Yeah. You have to, uh. you have to trade one of them. Uh, I, I think what you could do, uh, I love two for one deals. You take, you take whoever one you know you think would be valued higher by your uh, opponent. Uh, and then you pair him up with you know either your top running back or your second best running back, and then you upgrade that running back position. That's what I would do. Yeah, no, and and honestly, uh, right now after reading, I just I just read a little snippet about Gronk- what Gronkowski said about his status, and I mean he was saying he said things like maybe it's this Sunday, maybe next, maybe the next. 
Yeah. And I mean, it's trolling us. Yeah. Now, I mean, we're getting now we're a quarter way through the fantasy season. I think before you know it, we'll be almost at the halfway point, and people will be like, "All right, Gronk's coming back real soon, real soon." I, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not parting with Jordan Cameron in that circumstance. So if you, I think if you, if someone is like, you know, I'm buying Gronk low and I'm going to, I'll do whatever it takes to get him, then take advantage of that, of that kind of misplaced belief and, um, and trade away Gronk. Yeah. Um, a couple, two more. We'll do two more. Uh, we got a guy named Parker Smith at PW Smith. O two. How will the return of Amendola and Gronk affect Tompkins and Ridley? Um, I, I think the Amendola return perhaps could because this is the way I feel about it. Tompkins is is obviously playing better than he was, you know, week one because uh, he's going to grow as a rookie. I think Amendola coming in might impact Edelman more uh, than than Tompkins because Tompkins kind of plays a different style wide receiver, and then Gronk. I think I think the Gronk situation is just going to elevate that entire offense. So I don't really think that I think that if there's one guy that's going to be impacted, even though he had a good week one, I understand that Edelman did. I think it's going to be Edelman. I really do. Yeah. Um, well, I'll say this about Ridley: um, Darrell Scott and Daniel Thomas have more fantasy points through four weeks. Yeah. What What are you doing if you own Ridley? That's just, this is another question from from Daniel Lindsay at Bitter Packer fan. He he also. Uh, is a is a number fire guy now, but are you dropping Ridley? He asks. Um, I think. I mean, in, in a ten team league, yes, absolutely. In twelve team, I think he's actually. I mean, I think he's actually gotten to the point where he's the rare, very rare sell low. Yeah. Guy, where it's like if you if if you can find a, a, a league mate who who really like thinks he he or she is a conniving owner and is like you know gonna steal Ridley for a rock bottom price I think I would just be like all right there you go I mean I mean just consider this Le'Veon Bell has played one game he has more fantasy points than Stephen Ridley yeah it, it it's really interesting because you know I I've I've thought about this whole buy low or buy low sell high thing a lot this season because I think it's been a really really strange season for that uh and the one thing that I would advise you doing is obviously take a look at the kind of schedule that, that these guys have had, uh, you know, up to this point and see if maybe the reason they're not producing is because the schedule has been, been tough. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Maurice Jones drew right now is a perfect example. He's coming off a game where he did nothing against one of the worst rush defenses in the league in Indianapolis. And then this week he gets St. Louis who is also down at the, at the bottom of the list in terms of rushing rush defense. If you can use that as a selling point to get rid of Maurice Jones-Drew, I would do it. Oh, yeah. No, no. Let let uh, Jones-Drew go off this weekend and then sell. Yeah. And, but, but, even if, even if you're, but even if you're afraid of, of him not going off right. this weekend. Yeah, that's true. Use, use that game. Use, use that. Uh, you know, just talk it up with whoever you're tra- trading with and try to sell them that way. Yeah, uh, that that is that is actually I've done that before, and it, I think it works out more times than not if you can convince people of a, of a great upcoming matchup. Yeah. All right, that's it for the questions. You want to rant? Yes. How about how about you go first today? I think uh, is it your turn. I think it is. Okay, that's your turn. Go ahead. I, I know. I know. We usually keep this really light, 
and uh, and I and I know this is a little a little heavier than usual, but uh, I I see I see people you know, on Twitter use the the term uh, trade rape really loosely, and it it's always bothered me. But I think you know I see I see a lot of a lot of people use it just sort of casually, you know, not not even not even to like make a to try to make a joke. So I I just I'm not going to tell you you which words you can and can't use, but I just think that um a lot of people would would use the term uh trade rape in a really trivial way uh about a really dehumanizing act that um you know that 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 really does does damage you know in in the in the culture at large um i i don't i'm i'm really trying not to preach here but i no it's 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 good i i do i do think that that we should be more careful about the words we use uh because lang- language matters uh, a lot um words are pretty much all that matters so uh i i would just urge people urge fantasy footballers to be careful and i think a lot of people who use that term uh, don't you know don't mean it in any malicious way you know they're not saying they're not by using it they're not saying you know what you know what uh rape is not a big deal uh i'm okay with it so i'm going to use this uh this term i know i know that's not what you think um but i think it's just good to be aware that um you know that that these things carry carry a, a lot of meaning um and to trivialize something so uh so in, in, incredibly horrible and I think we could. I think we would all agree um, that that we that we don't want to trivialize something like this. So, um, tone it down on the trade rape talk. I guess that's uh, that that's that's all I have for this week. But yeah, I just I've seen it so much lately. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I mean, I think there's a it, it goes beyond that too. You know, I think that people. People oftentimes they don't they don't mean to be to say the wrong things. And now you have social media with with Twitter and whatnot, and and they oftentimes are are tweeting things that they think either a nobody's going to see or b. And I sound like a dad, but it's 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 true. I'm like I'm Jake Ballarding this, this <laughs> podcast. You really are. You're Cam Cleeling it. Yeah, I'm Cam Cleeland, man. Yeah, and and and, and but but seriously, I mean, you you gotta watch out when when you're especially. I mean, I can't stand when I see guys that are in the media or, or guys that have a, a large following on Twitter saying just the most ridiculous things. Yeah. Uh, so you know, just just watch out it, about it that just, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it just it, it really does matter. I, even you know, even if you're not all that active on Twitter or or don't have that many followers, I, I'm not I'm not saying that um, you shouldn't use it because you don't want to get in trouble. You know, don't use it because you know, you, you love your mother and your sister and your, right. your aunts and cousins. And right. Right. That's what I, um, I, I, I was, I was good. That was a much needed. Rant. <laughs> um, tonight I'm going to rant about the way people ask fantasy questions on Twitter. So I, I just want to preface this with anyone listening that, that asks me or, or Denny questions on Twitter. Don't take this the wrong way because this is just more instructional than, than rant. Like, uh, but if you ask a question on Twitter and say something like, should I trade this running back for this wide receiver and leave it at that, uh, you're not going to get good answers. Uh, and, and I know that seems like you would because, you know, we're, we as, as fantasy analysts are able to, to kind of value uh, a player versus a player. I get that. But in, in terms of trading, 
We really need to know more information. We need to know what your team looks like. We need to know what the other team looks like. We need to know what's going to happen uh, after that trade, what, what your waiver wire looks like. Uh, there, there's a lot that, that, that is impacted by a simple trade. So whenever I respond and I say things like, hey, I'm going to need a little bit more information than that, you know, don't, don't get upset or don't get angry. I'm really just trying to help you out uh, you know, and go kind of the extra mile, I guess you would say, but, but a lot of it is, is selfish too, because I don't want to, you know, lead you the wrong way. So, you know, no more, I, I just, I don't want to see any more of that. Would you dump player X whenever we don't know what you would be dropping that player for? I think it'll make our lives as, as fantasy analysts easier. And I think it'll make your lives easier as well. And, and, and your fantasy teams more successful. Yeah, I could not agree more. I was actually just telling Melissa this uh, uh, today. I, I, I really want to give the best answers possible in 140 characters or less. And that gets really tough when I'm basically uh, trying to give advice in a vacuum um, yeah, with no context. Right. I, need, I need context. I really want to help, and I really don't want to mess anybody's season up. Um, right. So. Yeah, some some context is great. I, I think some people are really good at that actually when they say they are, you know, they are. I want to trade for this guy. Here are my wide receivers, here are my running backs. And and that I and then I can say, you know what, that, that provides a lot of context. I would do this trade or I wouldn't. Yeah. And and, and the the I the one thing that I really can't stand uh is when is when someone asks you a question is like, Oh, would you do this trade? Like let's let's say uh, they're trading Rob Gr- or They're trading Jordan Cameron for Demarco. No, not even Demarco Murray for for Richard Mendenhall, right? And you say, no way, you do that trade, right? right. And, and then they come back and they're like, well, I have Jimmy Graham, and it's like, okay, well then why aren't you telling me that? Number number one, why aren't you telling me that? Number two, you probably still shouldn't do that trade because you can get better value for Jordan Cameron. Yeah. But you know, you you know what I mean. I mean, you gotta you gotta give us all that information, or else we're gonna give you we're going to give you back the wrong information. Right. Yeah. And, and we really don't want to, I mean, I, I, I truly, and I, I believe JJ think, believes the same way. We want, we want to uh, help him in whatever way we can, because we know how important it is to you. It, we, yeah. you know, we, yeah. we, we know that, you know, the, the uh, fate of your fantasy team means a, a lot to you because it means a lot to us. Yeah. And, and it really does. I mean, it goes both ways. Like we, we can, because we we really do want to help out, but at the same time, us being right mm-hmm. helps us. I mean, it really does. Mm-hmm. Selfishly, that that helps us. It makes us look better. It makes us do our job better. So, you know, help us out as well. Yes, yes, please. Yes, that's it. That is that is living the stream for for week five. That was a good one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, good good show, man. Good show. That was fun. Hopefully, the next time we do this, the Pirates are still playing. Oh man. Whew. You playing playing against Nick Mencio's Cardinals? Oh 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 no! Where? Yeah, you're you're gonna see some some uh, some blood on Twitter. Oh, I can't wait! And maybe we should have uh, Nick on, and you guys can just scream at each other for an hour. Yeah, that would be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. That would be fun for me. Maybe I'll cry again. <laughs> <laughs> you're so emotional these days. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh man! All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out.